there, Schmodown fans, and welcome to episode 31 of Talkin' Schmodown. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with the Movie Blog, and I am here to talk about the amazing week in the movie trivia Schmodown. with a couple of great matches for the Ultimate uh, Schmodown Singles Tournament, and we had some big news drop uh, via a live stream announcement. So, I think I just want to really get into everything and ask you one question. Are you ready to talk Schmodown? Alright, so let's get into things. Uh, a huge announcement took place last week during a special live stream event with uh, Christian uh, Harloff, Mark Ellis, and Brett Sheridan. Uh, they announced that the uh, Movie Trivia Schmodown uh, YouTube channel would uh, become... Now, the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Uh, during live stream, they didn't quite have the name down yet. Uh, they were just calling it the Schmodown Network, but uh, later on, I think it was uh, earlier this week, uh, the the official name came down, is as I said, the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Uh, it, I, I'm really excited for this. They have a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, not everything is, is uh, you know, just like specifically Schmodown. Uh, they're going to have... Various shows with uh, com- like competitors from the Schmodown, but you know they might be talking about movies or just life in general. Could be anything: movies, music, maybe wrestling. Who knows? But uh, I'm really excited for this. So uh, they uh, announced that they have a new studio and uh, plans to do uh, uh, some a whole bunch of super chat stuff because this, this whole network is going to be uh, it's going to be supported by the super chat. So the fans out there. You'll be able to donate, You'll be, and your support will be going directly to the Schmodown. You guys are the lifeblood of the Schmodown. You know, it, it went from the Patreon, now it's going to the Super Chats, and this is what is going to make the Schmodown grow, and uh, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, they have plans to do a uh, show with Brett Sheridan. I love Brett, and I miss him on uh, Collider Live. Uh, ever since he left, I don't know. It's just it's been weird. I I always loved him. Uh, you know, ever since he was on the Schmo's No Live show, you know, and then when they brought him into Collider Live, and he's been gone for so long. I'm f- glad that they're finally doing something with him and giving him something, uh, an outlet to to uh, you know connect with the fans. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited for that. Uh, the the actual movie trivia Schmodown, the game will not be played in this new studio. Uh, that will still be at Collider for now, uh, but it, th- this new studio will house all their ancillary shows that uh, they kind of talked about some stuff. They're nothing super concrete, uh, but they have a lot of stuff kind of uh, in the works, and uh, I'm sure that uh, they will announce a whole lot more soon. Uh, I know that they did do another live stream, uh, I believe it was yesterday. I have not gotten a chance to watch that one yet. Uh, Kate Mulligan uh, was on that one. Uh, so if you guys have have, have seen that one, uh, you know, let me know uh, what you're excited for from all the announcements. Uh, they will launch, like I said, a b- bunch of new shows, interesting new shows with Schmodown personalities. Uh, also something that Christian mentioned during this live stream, he is considering starting a minor league next year for the Schmodown. So, I mean, you can kind of almost think of it you know, the way the fan leagues have been treated, you know, up to now, they've kind of been the minor leagues for the Schmodown. 
but they have grown so much they've really become their own thing you know uh, and so I find it interesting it's uh if you if you guys are wrestling fans this would be kind of be like the NXT to uh, you know to the main WWE so you have you bring in people into NXT and, and you kind of build them up there and then you bring them up to to the main show. Uh, and I think I think that could be interesting, uh, you know, and it would give uh, probably a different vibe, you know. I, I hope they kind of mix things up a little bit. Uh, maybe not necessarily the format because you want them to be able to get to be used to the format, but I don't know. I, I think it could be interesting to uh, to see how a minor league will work. Uh, he also Christian also talked about the possibility of Campia working with them on the new network. Um, for those of you who are unaware, uh, when Campia departed Collider, not on great terms, um, he has, you know, he had a lot of issues with uh, some of the upper management. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know if this is uh, a for sure, but I, I'm guessing that him and Mark Fernandez probably don't get along. Uh, and so Campia has, has said on more than one occasion that, uh, he won't step foot in in in, a, in the Collider Studios ever again, which is one of the reasons why he's never been back to the Schmodown, uh, because it's housed, you know, it's shown in 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 a Collider Studio, you know, that's where it's filmed and everything, and he won't go there. But since this new studio, it's away from Collider, has nothing to do with them. Uh, you know, he said Christian said that there is a possibility that he will do some some stuff with them. And you know, I think that could be interesting. There's a lot of fans of his out there, and uh, you know, he's one of the uh, one of the OGs. You know, uh, I mean, I technically starting in uh, I believe season three, but you know, in this new uh, kind of more modern age of the Schmodown, he was like the first. You know, it was him versus Dan Merle that first match of season three that really launched uh, what we know now as the movie trivia Schmodown. So uh, that could be interesting. Another thing that I didn't realize was happening uh, until this. And then I went and I you know, I did some research and I checked. I was like, whoa, the, that TriviaSD.com is no more. Uh, he's, he said during the live stream uh, that uh, you know, if the network does well, that hopefully they'll be able to bring the website back. But yeah, it's no more. Apparently they haven't uh, really posted anything. In the last uh, few weeks, uh, then uh, just the other day, a like essentially a, a farewell to the site was posted, um, and it, it, it's a bummer. You know, there was a lot of great stuff on there. Um, you know, a lot of great articles, but you know, I, it was probably unsustainable for one reason or another. Um, you know, unfortunately, they they couldn't they couldn't keep it going. But don't worry. Uh, he did say that the rankings and the schedule will be on theschmodownlive.com, uh, which if you go there right now, theschmodownlive.com, it's all there. It's under, uh, I believe it's under stats. And there's like a drop-down menu, and you got like the schedule, the rankings, uh, and there's other stuff. And I'm sure that it'll be, uh, the, the layout of that site will be updated to be, They'll look a little better. It looks a little rough right now, but uh, you know, there it was originally just a platform uh, there for you to just buy your tickets, essentially, uh, for the live events. But now it's going to be used for a little bit more, and so they're going to have to do a little something with it, I think. Uh, 
Uh, also, uh, we, I found we found out that the Orlando card was originally supposed to be an inner geekdom undercard with uh, an ultimate sing- uh, Schmodown singles tournament finale as the main event. But because the Shire Wolves lost their last match and then corruption was challenged by the Founding Fathers, that all had to change. Uh, so now uh, at Orlando, we're still getting that ultimate Schmodown singles uh, tournament f- finale match, but it is no longer uh, the main event. Now that main event will be Corruption versus the Founding Fathers. Uh, Christian also talked about how he wants to expand the leagues into TV, music, wrestling, that kind of thing. Have new leagues. Um, so you have the movie trivia Schmodown League. You'll have the TV trivia Schmodown League, the music trivia Schmodown League, the wrestling trivia Schmodown League. You know, just like that. Which I think is interesting. Um, I, I, I would like to see them maybe dip their toe via some exhibition matches. Uh, specifically, I would like to start seeing some TV show themed exhibition matches. Um, I've been saying this for a while. I think that uh, it could draw some a little bit of a, of a crowd. Uh, get those TV fans in and maybe hook them on, on the on the the content. You know, you could have something like a Game of Thrones uh, exhibition match where you know it's nothing but Game of Thrones questions. You could have a a Friends one. You could have a The Office one. Uh, you could do one for freaking. Uh, it could be almost anything. You know, you could it could be like uh, the CWDC TV universe or whatever. You know, you could literally have, just take any show you want that's big, you know, you could do a Grey's Anatomy one, I guess, if you really wanted to, but, uh, you know, Breaking Bad, maybe, something like that. I would stick to probably, like, the bigger, the bigger type of shows, that's why I specifically say, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, I think would be a good one. I'd love to see, uh, an off, uh, you know, one for The Office, because I love that show, and would absolutely love to see, uh, an exhibition match, uh, with The Office. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where he should start personally, with the uh, you know kind of dipping your toe in with the TV stuff. You know, I kn- I know they do the monthly exhibition match. Maybe do a-, a TV one every three months or something like that. Have like an extra exhibition match that way. Maybe create a new tier that allows you access to that, uh, or-, or just include it. You know, it's really up to it's uh, really up to them. Uh, I. I- I'm, I really want to see it, and I really hope that that's the way he uh, he goes about it. He also uh, announced that there will be another uh, Schmodown Throwdown this month on September 28th. Uh, it'll be a uh, it'll be the I think it'll be the last, if I'm not mistaken, if not one of the last round one uh, singles tournament matches. It'll be Mike Kalinowski versus Janine the Machine. It'll be streamed live. Uh, as far as I know, it's only that match. But since the when he first announced the, the Schmodown throwdowns, he did say that they were all going to be double headers. I wouldn't be shocked if he adds an undercard. Just like a random match to throw in there to make it worth paying for that live stream, you know? So I guess we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm kind of hoping that it might be either just like a, a random team match you know, because the, the tournament won't start yet, or maybe an inner geekdom match of some sort, because, you know, we haven't seen, you know, them in a while, because they've been doing the tournament, uh, so yeah, I, I'm hoping for something like that, personally. 
Uh, and then, like I said, another live stream was scheduled for this week. Like I said, I believe it happened yesterday, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, so that is all I have for news. Uh, that was a pretty big you know, section because of that uh, uh, live streaming announcement that he did. So let's get into our first match. Lon Harris versus Paul Preston, number two. This is their second bout. And it is a round one Ultimate Schmodown singles tournament match. Uh, there was an opening scene. We saw Robert Meyer Burnett. Uh, he goes up. He confronts Emma about uh, about her firing him as the commissioner of, of the uh, the both tournaments. Because when he was the commissioner of the league, he decreed that once his uh, time was up, that he would go on to then commission the tournaments. Uh, and no one said no to him because they couldn't. But now, uh, since she is back to being uh, one of the commissioners, she has that power, and she uh, fired him from commissionership. Uh, she said, yes, you know, your commissionership is over, but that she is going to reinstate him into the inner geekdom, but as a competitor. Uh, he was not happy about this. Uh, he, You know, he... Went from being top dog to just another fish in, in this big pond. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't thrilled. And, I mean, I love Robert Myburnett. He's, he's, he's He seems like a great dude. Uh, he's he's smart as hell. He uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of inner geekdom knowledge. But I feel like, like Schnepp was, uh, I feel like he may have a harder time with the recall. Uh, as we've seen, and I mean, yes, he was the first Inner Geekdom champion, but that was a long time ago, and this game has changed a lot. So you really, especially in Inner Geekdom, you have got to step up your game tenfold compared to back then, if not more, if you're going to succeed. Will he be able to? I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to find out, though. So we uh, get into the studio. Clark, Wolf, and Mark Ellis are on the desk. I always love seeing Clark on the desk. I'm so glad that you know she retired from uh, from competition, but she's still sticking around the Schmodown as uh, an on on screen personality, as uh, someone on the desk. And I absolutely love that because she's fantastic at it. Uh, so we're gonna get into round number one. This was essentially a dead heat. You know, uh, they each missed one question, a different question each, but they stayed pace with one another, uh, ending round one, seven to seven. This, these two guys are forces to reckon with in this game. Uh, seven points is fantastic. You know, you can only do one point better. I mean, and then obviously, you know, if you get your bonus or whatever, but getting seven points, that's where you want to be. All you know, if you want to be a top ranked competitor. Seven points every game. That's what you want to be getting. You know, that, that's just what you. That's what you need. Realistically, that's uh, that's where you want to be. Uh, want to be, and the fact that they were both neck and neck, bam, 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 going back and forth, seven to seven at the end of this round. That was solid, and uh, it, it was great to see. Uh, I, I love Paul Preston. I like Lon Harris, but seeing them. Just duke it out back and forth like that makes for a much more interesting game, in uh, my opinion. 
Uh, but then we get into round number two, and uh, it's not quite the same as round one. Uh, Lon goes up, spins 80s movies, decides uh, he's going to respin and lands on Spielberg movies. Now, this seems like it may be maybe a little bit easier. Um, you know, 80s is very, very broad. Hundreds upon hundreds of movies released in the 80s. Spielberg has a finite, you know, list of, of films. So, you know, it, it begs, it, it makes you kind of think, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense that, that he would be more confident, I should, you know, I guess I can say, in this category. However, this was not a good round for Lon Harris. Uh, he missed his first three questions, only scoring two points on his final question. But the biggest part of this is that he allowed Paul Preston to get four points in steals. Um, technically, he allowed Paul to get six points, but Paul was unable to capitalize on one of them. So he stole two of these questions for four points total. Now, the big issue here is that Lon, not, not one single time, went to multiple choice. And if you are really unsure, don't just, especially in, in round two, don't just guess. Go, You have the option for multiple choice. Use it because otherwise this is the kind of thing that happens. You, you know, four points, four points of steals is huge. As, uh, as he was nicknamed before, he is... Paul the Pilferer Preston because he pilfers the uh, second round points from from his competitors. You know that he had that match where he did five and now he's doing four here. He, you got you especially with a guy like this. He's got the knowledge. So you you miss questions. He's most likely gonna get at least some. Um, so you guys out there, competitors, use your multiple choice always. If 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 you're unsure. Unless it's one of those times where it's like you gotta go for broke, just use the multiple choice. Uh, so then we move on to Paul, who spins movie quotes. Uh, he decides he's not not feeling that one, which I don't blame him. That can be pretty tough. Uh, however, he respins and lands on movie quotes once again. I guess it was destiny, and honestly, he did pretty damn well here. He missed his first one. Uh, unfortunately for Lon, he was unable to capitalize on a steal. And right here, once again, did not go for multiple choice. Come on, guys. you got to use your multiple choice. And then Paul went on to answer all three of his, la of his last three questions, two points apiece, getting six out of eight total points. He really, man, Paul stumbled in that first question, especially by not using the multiple choice. But he crushed it. Carrying it home in the next three, just demolishing those questions and taking a huge lead at the end of round two. Uh, round two ends 9 to 17. So there's an eight point gap here in favor of uh, Paul Preston. This is uh, exactly where Paul wants to be and exactly where Lon does not want to be, uh, especially. You, you went from being tied 7-7, seven to seven, great scores coming out of round one, to an 8-point deficit. 
in round two. That is that that's a, really that's the nail in the coffin right there. Uh, There's really not much for him to do here. Um, but you know they move on to round three, and Lon shows that uh, you know he may have had a rough round two. But his round one and his round three show how good of a competitor he is because he hits all three of his questions for all 10 total points, 19 to 17 at this point. So he's up by two. And it forces Paul to answer at minimum, you know, he he could have missed his first question and been able to answer at least one of the others. But since he answers... You know, he has to minimum go through two questions, no matter what, because he that getting that first question is only worth two ties it up, and that is exactly what happened. He answered his first question uh, correctly, tied it up nineteen to nineteen. So then it went on to Paul's second question, which he got, giving him the match. He won twenty-two to nineteen. Uh, Paul Preston wins, moves on to round two to face uh, either Ben Bateman or Liz Shannon Miller, the winner of that match. I have to say, no matter what, Lon Harris fought. He fought, he fought, he fought. Spielberg just screwed him, really. You know, he, uh, he, he had a super rough round two. And uh, I think not using multiple choice really kind of screwed him over a little bit. Um I don't know, you know, how it would have turned around. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, even if he had gone multiple choice on those, Paul would have. It would have been two points. I still think he would have won, but you know, at least it would have gave him a bit more of a chance to win. So you know, you really gotta use those multiple choice. Um, and unfortunately for Lon, it didn't happen. But I'm sure he'll be back. I know he'll be back at least in uh, the teams tournament. But uh, I'm sure he'll be back in singles uh, in Season 7. Uh, so now we are on to match number 2. Which is John Roca versus Rachel Silvestrini in another Round 1 Ultimate Schmodown singles tournament match. Uh, we have an opening scene emma again uh being confronted by management uh we this time ken and grace they are not happy about dan cashing in that title shot they want a stipulation added to the corruption founding fathers match uh and that stipulation is that if the founding fathers lose that match so if corruption wins the founding fathers break up now what i took this as is that the specific tag team of the Founding Fathers must break up, meaning that John Roca and Dan Merle can no longer compete together as a team. Doesn't affect the Five Horsemen. They're still there as a stable, but they can no longer be uh, a team and compete in teams together anymore. Uh, Emma agrees to this, which I was a little surprised that she just rolled over on this. It's like Dan has... He, he won that that title shot fair and square and was told that he could use it in any way he wants, whether it be singles, tag team. He could have done inner geekdom or Star Wars, you know, anything he wanted to do. And he used it fair and square. 
and the fact that Ken and Grace are upset about it, who cares? Sucks to be you. I'm just not a huge fan that Emma just rolled over uh, and, and gave them what they wanted. Like, So if Corruption loses, all they lose are their titles. But if Founding Fathers lose, they, they're no longer a team. How, that is not fair. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I am not a fan of the stipulation. It'll be interesting, but I'm not a fan of, uh, of the stipulation. So, and I'm also not a fan that essentially Emma can just be pushed around by, by, by these people. Like she stood strong to Robert Meyer Burnett, but just allowed Ken and Grace to dictate essentially this match. It, it doesn't make any sense. Especially after, like, the issues with Grace. It's like, come on. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just... I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Head on over to Twitter, at uh, MovieBlogMerk. Use the hashtag TalkingSchmoDown. What do you think about this new stipulation uh, added to the match? Are you for it? Are you against it? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Okay. So, we're going to hop into round number one. Uh, unlike the previous match, which was a nail-biter back and forth, back and forth, 7-7. Seven to seven. These two are power players. This match's round number one didn't quite display that uh, for these two players. They're both great players. John Roca, former, former singles champ, former tag team champ. He is one of the greats. He's an OG. Rachel Silvestrini, one of the, you know, a very, very talented up-and-comer. And... Has really shown that she's got knowledge. Unfortunately, hasn't really been able to to capitalize on, on that knowledge. And this round one was really a weak round one. Way weaker than I expected. I thought the two of them would really showcase here. But unfortunately for them, they, uh, they end their first round 5-4. to four. Really not strong, but at least it's close here. Uh, it wasn't just like one of them just crapped out and it, and it became like a four-point gap or something at the end. Um, so at least they kept it close. It was still a f pretty fair and even uh, match uh, at, the, at this stage. Then we got into round number two. Uh, Roka deferred uh, and Rachel spun classics. She re-spins and lands on Spinner's Choice. And she takes, of course... Her biggest strength, Kevin Smith. I gotta say, I've seen her get this category a few times. And I absolutely love watching her just destroy uh, some Kevin Smith questions. Um, I, I just It's one of my favorite things to watch. Mainly because I'm right there with her. Like, I'm answering questions with her. And the fact that her first two questions... She had to go multiple choice on. I also had to go, would have had to have gone multiple choice on. You know, our our I think our knowledge bases on this category are pretty even, and I, I would love to face her in like in a Kevin Smith uh, exhibition match. That would be fantastic. I think that would be like my dream. I don't think I would do necessarily uh, super well in just like normal competition, um, but I would love to take on. Rachel Silvestrini in a Kevin Smith match. Maybe have Kevin Kevin Smith uh, call the match. That would be sick. 
Let's make this happen. Rachel, you, me, Josh, the Merc Rainer, Rachel Silvestrini, let's do it. So she winds up getting six total points out of her uh, possible eight. She answered all four of her questions. Had to go to multiple choice on two, but she answered all of her questions. And that right there is what matters. Uh, her portion of round two ends 10 to 5. Uh, you know, couple of tough questions, but she made it through uh, with a pretty, pretty good score. So then Roka goes up. Uh, spins comedy, respins, and lands on two thousands. Uh, John did challenge this spin though, because with this new wheel, the I don't know what it's called, but the little flipper thing, uh, it it moves a little bit more erratically than the old one did. And so what happened is the flipper kicked back and like went past the next peg into westerns but then kicked forward and came out of it uh into 2000s and so he challenged it and was offered a free spin which even rachel agreed to so they said that if you want you can either take 2000s or you can spin again he you know consulted with his team and decided that uh they were just gonna not risk it and stay uh with 2000s I'm curious, I mean, he fought for it, you know what I mean? I think he was hoping that they would just give him westerns, but he did fight for the challenge, you know? He fought because of what the wheel did, but he didn't take the the spin. Maybe he was worried he'd land on, like, opponent's choice or or just something something worse than 2000s. I, I don't know, but uh, I was a little shocked that he didn't uh, use that free spin. So he uh, he does pretty decent here. He gets five uh, out of the eight points, misses one. Uh, a question, unfortunately, Rachel unable to capitalize on the steal for that one. Tying up the game 10 to 10 at the end of round two. You can see that these two are really just like, just trading blows here, man. Just boom, boom, keeping it close. Now it's tied. This is a hell of a game, I have to say. It's not a super high scoring game. But the tension was fantastic here. Uh, you know, it, it's real nice and even, and, and, and I loved it. You know, it was, I love these type of tense games. Love them. So then we get into round three. They Again, they go back and forth. Rachel hits her two. John hits his two. Rachel hits her three. John hits his three. Then we come back to Rachel for the five-point question, and unfortunately, she is unable to hit that five-point question. Then John Roca answers his five-point question correctly and wins the match 20-15. to 15. This was a great match. I, I mean, I don't think... I wouldn't call it, you know, match of the year uh, type of... I, you know, I wouldn't get, like, a nomination for match of the year. But it was a solid, tense match with two great competitors... I mean, what more can you really ask for? It, it, it was a great match, uh, you know, all the way down the line. And Rachel may be 0-2 right now, but I got to say, I love watching her play, and I really hope that she sticks around, you know? You know, she's got Inky in the brain as a team, and I hope that they're in the in, in the team tournaments. And uh, But I really want to see her 
do more in the singles. Um, I, I really want to see her brush up on her knowledge and really start getting in there and crushing it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she just needs like a like a, a squash match or something. I don't know, but get her confidence up. But uh, I, I really hope she sticks around because I really love watching her play. All right, and that uh, that wraps up the matches. You know, uh, it wasn't a, a big week or anything, but uh, it it was a, a necessary week. You know, we're we're working through this tournament, getting our ways. You know, getting through it. Um, so far, uh, I I am only one uh, of my picks was incorrect. Uh, I I had picked Mark Riley over uh, Stacy Howard, and Stacy with the upset took out Mark Riley. But all the rest of my picks so far have been correct uh and we will see if my final you know my finals my final match and then the winner end up being correct as well so on next week's episode uh it will be the latest schmodown throwdown which was uh, supposed to be the live arizona show that got rescheduled uh into a schmodown throwdown because of some like scheduling conflicts or whatever but um but it's still the wild berries versus late to the party and William Bibiani versus Chance Elson in a round one uh, Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament match, which uh, is up on Patreon right now for uh, all the patrons to see. And coming soon to the movie trivia Schmodown, September 24th, we will see the Rocky Exhibition title match, JTE versus Christian Harloff. I'm going to be completely honest, and I have said this before, I'm not a fan of this. Um... There was already a Rocky match earlier this year. And I understand that Harloff wants a shot, you know, at answering some Rocky trivia. But maybe you should have put yourself in the first one then. Instead of just having to be JTE and Tom Dagnino. Um, so now it's a quote-unquote title match because uh, JTE is the Rocky champ because he's the one who, who, who won that first one. But instead of having two Rocky matches during the same year... You could have used this slot for something else. And then have this this title match in 2016. It could have been the first exhibition match of tw- of 2020. You know? At least that way, it's not you're not taking up another slot for um, essentially a match we've already seen. You know? Uh, yes, it's a different competitor, but two Rocky matches in the same calendar year? C- come on, guy. Like, I- I'm, not a f- I- I'm not a big fan of that, but whatever. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what else to, to say about it. I've said it on more than one show, I know. But, uh, like, when they first announced it, um, and then when it, like, got, like, rescheduled, I know I said it again then, and now I'm saying it again here. And I will probably say it again when it gets closer. So, is what it is. September 28th uh, is the next Schmodown Throwdown with Kalinowski versus Janine in a Round 1 Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament match. I imagine there will probably be an undercard uh, that just hasn't been announced yet. I mean, it's only it's 10 days away, so I hope that if there is an undercard that he does announce it soon. But, uh, you know, I'm sure I, I have a hard time believing that, that there won't be, seeing as he touted these throwdowns as doubleheaders. So... October 19th uh, is the Orlando Live event. It has Corruption versus the Founding Fathers uh, with the stipulation that if the Founding Fathers lose, they must break up as a team as well as an ultimate, 
as the ultimate uh, Schmodown singles tournament finale match. So the last two competitors to make it through the tournament will face off, uh, and then we'll have a winner. And then on October 28th, the uh, Ultimate Schmodown Teams tournament will begin with the Odd Couple versus Only Stupid Answers. Um, then the end of October, we'll have the Horror Movie Exhibition Match, and I really hope that Clark and Perry are, are involved somehow. Um, I know that Clark doesn't want to compete anymore, so at minimum, I hope that she uh, calls the match. I know that uh, they were talking about it, how she uh, actually would like to do some question writing for this uh, match. So if anything, yeah, do some question writing and call the match. I think that'd be fantastic. But I really want to see uh, Perry do it because I believe they did the horror one last year and neither Clark nor Perry were in it. Like they both had, they, they weren't able to be in it. You know, they had like other obligations that they had to take care of. Um, so I really want to see Perry. So maybe like Perry, Haley Fouch, um, maybe Mark Riley because he's big into horror. I know Whitney Seibold's pretty big into horror. Um, I'm sure there's you know some other people out there as well. I don't know how many people total it's going to be, but it could be something interesting. Um, and then, of course, the big show here, December 7th, the Schmodown Spectacular. It's going to be a fantastic event. He, uh, Christian did uh, announce sort of like what the card for the Spectacular will be. Um, the, the, there's going to be, so it's going to be five total matches, actually. Five, I, I think I said four before, but it's five total matches. Um, one is a to-be-determined match, which he hasn't apparently decided on yet. And there will also be a Star Wars championship match. It'll be Damon versus uh, either DeMolanta or Kelly. Uh, then we'll get an inner geekdom title match. Uh, Mike Kalinowski versus either Brandon Hanna, uh, Chandru, or Kevin Smets. Then we will have the team's title, which will be uh, Corruption or the Founding Fathers versus the winner of the team's tournament. And the singles title match, Paulo Yama versus the winner of the singles tournament. So, you know, every title will be online, plus there will be, you know, one other match. Uh, it'll probably be like, like something a little bigger, like a multi-person kind of a thing, most likely, to get some people out there. Um, I don't know, but I'm excited to see it. It's December 7th, downtown Los Angeles, so when the tickets go on sale, make sure you get your tickets tickets that is it for this episode episode 31 of talking schmodown again i am josh the merc rainer and it has been my pleasure to bring my opinions and thoughts on the movie trivia schmodown to you so please bring me your thoughts head on over to you know i've got facebook i've got uh, youtube at merc with a movie blog i've got twitter and instagram at movie blog merc uh, I'm very active on Twitter, so anytime you can just hit me up there uh, and just tell me, you know, what are you excited for for the upcoming uh, remainder of season six? And uh, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, do all those fantastic things. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps the podcast out. And if you are listening on Anchor and you would like uh, a question or a comment read aloud, during an episode, 
you can leave a voice message via Anchor, and I will listen to it, and I can, I, you know, I, I'm able to put that into the show. You know, if you, like I said, if you have a question, I can play it and then answer your question right here on the show. So please do that over on Anchor. It's anchor.fm slash movieblogmerk. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.